still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video. So it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect, design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. And we are ready to go for another glorious final week of work, at least, for 2023. As the countdown begins uh, on how much... Uh, yeah, these next five days will be phoned in by us. This is it. We're done. That's it. I don't even know if... Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, 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 the energy and the effort. Uh, we've done enough. This weekend was a lot, so uh, we're all done. And uh, this week's just a... Uh, it's a victory lap, and, and uh, we're waving goodbye. It's That's it. We're cleaning up. This is it. We're here to just clean up the, the stragglers at the party. And most of you guys are the same way. You're out there thinking, all right, I got how many days till I get done here and... Some of you, I feel bad. I talked to a guy who's got to work all the way up to the 23rd. Oh, I know. Like, I don't know what kind of Doing job what? it is. Uh, he was a, well, plumbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah he's got that, the job that never sleeps. No. We need him. Yeah, we need that guy. He's they, lucky to get the All right, that's what I said. There. He was happy. He's like, man, when are you guys done? I said, we're done uh, this Friday. We're not going to. Then he goes, oh, man. He goes, I get, I'm happy because I get done at the 23rd and i got to come back on the 1st. Like that's good. It's a week. You get your week off, but still, everybody's looking at looking forward to the time they can walk out. Get a whole bunch of nothing going. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. This weekend was so much fun. It was ridiculous. And again, a big public thank you to uh, our friends uh, Frank Caliendo, Pablo Francisco, and the winner of the very first annual Frank Caliendo Guest of the Year Award, uh, Jonathan Kite. And Frank had I named the award after him. Uh, and he's never actually won it, which is pretty interesting way to, to have an award named after you. But he didn't get it because uh, he was only our guest, I mean, like, to promote. The, it was just, it, Jonathan Kite was the best guest of the year. Back in July, he was a blast. He's the only one we, we essentially called over to the couch. He was on a Thursday. We said, hey, that was a ton of fun. Come back tomorrow. And he did and uh, crushed it for us and then did the squares with us. And then, uh, so he's Clearly guest here. Frank had a, an issue with that, as I told him on stage. You were the winner of the Frank Caliendo Guest of the Year Award, the recipient, the namesake. And then he thought he was going to get an award, but Jonathan didn't even get an award. I made it up. It's not even a real thing. Yeah, why do you even, what are you going to get, 10% off at KUPD shops? I don't think, the, the, the bodega downstairs, which is, by the way, absent all beverages. Oh, man. Uh, my uh, as well as Saturday went, uh, the downside started immediately afterwards. Saturday was a blast, and uh, Holmberg after dark. I honestly feel like uh, might be the most fun thing we've done 
uh, as one of those uh, happy ending shows and everything else. Just complete improv thing. And if you were there, I think you saw a spectacle. I think you actually saw a special night of uh, of comic jazz. The guys on stage were, I mean, they, they Pablo and Frank and Jonathan were uh, just sharing the stage beautifully. And uh, it was. It, I thought it was going to be harder to manage than it was, but everybody was glorious. And so uh, we finish up at the end, and the first thing, you know, you want to have a moment when you have a nice night and you do some performance art of some sort. You want to just sit and bask in that for a second, just feel like all the pressure's off. There was a lot of, there was a lot that went into this, and I was stressed out. I don't get stressed out about a lot, but all week long I was like, oh, I'm I'm so worried this is going to stink, and people, I really truly, when it sold out, started to feel anxiety and worry that it was going to suck and all this other stuff, and it didn't. So afterwards, all the guys in the green room were really happy. We we're all talking about how much fun it was. Uh, and Jonathan's like, we could take this on the road. Let's do this, that. And I'm like, oh, that's great to hear. And everybody's happy. And then the owner of the club, Matt Komen, came in and said, we need to do this at least once a week. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'd kill myself. <laughs> he goes, how about once a month? Let's just do, let's do a live. You, you guys do your show live. I'm like, no, 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 no. How about once a quarter? I'm like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Don't talk to me immediately after. All this finally, I can exhale, and uh, all this ends, and then you start talking about the next one. That is brutal. That is br- and now I now I know what it feels like at zoo lights and at those uh, those events where you're like, once it's over, you just start building it for next year. The Super Bowl, the yeah. you know, all those things where you're like, those poor people in a massive scale finish one thing and have to start planning the next thing. No, but it was a blast, and my favorite part of all of. Homework after Jack. <laughs> yeah, Brady's right. Brady's helped to sing those uh, douchebag Pratt brothers. <laughs> they, have to build, they have to build all those lights again. Well, actually, Rod keeps it up the whole time. Anyway, what are yeah. you going to do? Uh, my favorite part of the entire evening. Favorite part. All the laughs, all the goofing around, everything. Not my favorite part. At the, uh, at the beginning of the show, at the pre-party... I walked over to a table, and I can't remember the guy's name because we drank like fish. So I don't remember a lot of names. But I walked over, and he goes, hey, I've been listening to you for a long time. And he goes, and I'm someone that took your advice, and I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, I quit being a school teacher because of you. And I'm like, yes. I said, when did it happen? He goes, I just got I was driving in. You were talking about it. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, and now he works for, I think he said APS or SRP or whatever. He goes, I make tons more and zero stress by comparison. I have to deal with parents. I'm like, I told you. And then he told me something even better that a couple of his friends have done the exact same thing based off what he did. So trickle down, I'm making public school teachers quit. And that's <laughs> been my goal from the beginning. From the beginning of like, it was probably 2005, I told a lady at a bar, just quit. What are you doing? She was complaining the whole time. I'm like, just quit. What are you? Why are you? Well, because of the thing. I'm like, you don't sound like you're enjoying your passion at all. You know what? You're right. Where does she work? Bank of America. I'm proud of her. And from that moment forward, I said, that's it. My goal is to have no more public school teachers. Quit bitching about how much money it is and quit. And I met him. I met one and he has two under his belt as sort of my pyramid uh, scam of getting people to leave that profession. Excellent work. One teacher at a time. One teacher. Exactly. <laughs> one little apple at a time. We should have John Holmberg's Golden Apple Awards for teachers who bail out on kids. I think it's great. But the legendary ones will stay. 
and people 20, 30 years afterwards, did you have so-and-so? Don't care. Those people are not the one. I don't you care. You sucks. They've been ruining uh, schools forever, the ones that stick around for a long time, and then, and there's nobody that's coming up underneath them. There's nobody behind them. So, you know, like nurses have a shortage. I want to, I man, we've got a massive teacher shortage. Nobody wants to. It's a low-paying, zero-frills. Uh, and that's it. The only good thing about it is, is you get like a couple months off for summer. And that's when the best part of your job is, uh, the fact that you don't have to do it, then you don't like it that much. I mean, I love vacations, but I like coming back too. They don't want to do that. The Me- tough thing is, uh, you don't, you don't belong teaching if you're in it for the money. It's the wrong vocation. Well, I think none of them belong in it. There's no, because the parents ruin everything aside from those uh, rat kids. That was the even better part of it. You know, people who were like, I used to like kids, but teaching ruins it. That's it. It was a great moment. I was thrilled to hear it. And I closed the year out knowing I've done good in this world. I took a public school teacher and I talked him out of doing it. No, it's a zero thanks job. Nothing. And that guy was smiling ear to ear while he told the tale. And I'm like, if I could, if I could get this story once a year, my work is done. So that's what I just, I loved hearing it. Loved it. I thought it was kind of uh, cool and disturbing in the way meeting a kid that uh, said, hey, I started listening to you yeah. when I was riding in my uh, yeah. baby seat. You I met it, that guy, too. Yeah, and I yeah. told him, Correct. I said, well, yeah, when he first started listening to this show, he was facing the wrong way in the car. That's what I was like. That that disturbed me. Like, he had to face backwards to listen. He was four when he started to understand it. And he's like, I've been listening to you guys the whole time. Like, that's awful. Don't. Why would you? And now he's like huge. He's got military experience. Like, how old are we? How long have we done this? Yeah, it was great. But yeah, what a great night. And just meeting everybody after and seeing. We made the right move, too. The 11 o'clock crowd, that's a good group. They were lathered up. So anything we do from now on out, it's gonna, I know Brady hates hearing this. Probably late night the entire time. Part of uh, the stress management was thinking of you falling asleep on stage. I mean, I was worried about a lot of things going sideways but uh it was it was a blast i prepped three days beforehand Did ready you? for this show yeah it was uh, barium extra sleep and, and- <laughs> were, you, were you catching up <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> no yeah, that's pretty good yeah everybody yeah, scott haynes says everyone that quits teaching will get 98 kupds holmberg's morning sickness uh frank caliendo award for teaching every year i think we should name it after frank every award we have it's the Frank Award. I mean, we're the Big Red Radio, so is this our Red for Ed, actually? Thing? Yes, or, okay. Big Red for Ed. Yeah. I like that. Right. Well done. Red for Ed. Quit today. You're coming up on a natural break in the year. What are you doing? You're coming up on a natural break in the year. Bail. Uh, this one says, John, I was just listening on this glorious Monday, which also marks the last Monday of the last week of my teaching career. I wanted to let you know that... Uh, I wanted to add you to the list since you were talking about it, going to work for Southern Wine and Spirits and, and couldn't be happier. Merry Christmas. She's going right to what's been keeping her alive the whole time anyway, drinking. <laughs> She's going to go work for the drinking company. God damn it all if I'm not happy for you, Stephanie. Miss Henshaw is out of teaching, and I, I like to think I had a little something to do with that. You get a red apple. Yeah, the big, the big red for red campaign, which is getting all you people to just quit. Because I like when te- when parent because I think parents have ruined the the passion for teaching has been ruined by parents calling every five seconds talking about how their kids don't do anything wrong. They're not going to do that to my child. I sat in a car with a friend of mine when his daughter got out of the car, and he muttered under his breath, forgetting I was there. I'd run her over if she wasn't mine. 
I'm not kidding. <laughs> and he looked right at me. His head snapped. He looked at me. He goes, don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> she probably feels the same way, actually, but my doesn't wife. want to admit it. Yeah, she's in the driveway yep. wanting to back into her, and you guys can malachi cruncher right here in the parking lot. So I see it. And when you're a childless friend, you get to hear all the fun stuff. Yeah, it's great. And then you got, you know, like Ronnie was there last night at uh, Eric Bryan's Precision AC. I think, was it Eric's birthday? It felt like Eric's party. Was it a party for Eric? I think it was. It was wonderful. Precision AC and new AC. Whenever new. there's a party, if he's hosting it. It's it's Eric's party. Yeah. It was fun. We went over to the Churchill for uh, Precision AC and new AC unit.com's Christmas party and goofing around. And uh, there was Ronnie showing. I caught her twice, handing pictures out of the kids. And I'm like, you're at a party. What are you doing? I just want to show people. Like, nobody wants to see that. I got to be honest. Yeah, no, no one's. Just no, one, them yeah, out. no one wants to see pictures of your kids. No matter ever, ever, no one wants to see pictures of your kids. <laughs> ever. Megan told me a story about how at uh, where she was at uh, school and uh, uh, somebody said, "Oh, my nephews are in," and they started to break out the phone. And she goes, "I'm not really interested in kids," but she's <laughs> learned that from me. Three other people at the end said, "Yeah, me neither," and they walked away from the whole situation to see. The lady was left standing with her phone alone as everyone else was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take these plays off right here. Nobody wants to see your kids. And the lady was like, what? You guys don't think kids are cute? And all of them looked at each other like, no, find somebody who wants that. And the lady was forced to stuff her phone back. And you got to know your audience. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Know your audience. Dogs, too. I, I'm guilty of that sometimes. But when people say, oh, this dog, this dog, that dog, I'm like, maybe a dog picture's in order here. But when no one's talking about kids and no one's talking about babies, the last thing we want to see, pictures of them. Yes. Period. That's why I just put it on the, my shirt. Right. Just the a collage of, of photos Kirby, if, yeah. You, yeah, if you want. And then everybody's like, do you mind taking the shirt off or not talking about it? We hey, thought we'd never say yeah. this, but please put the shirt back on. Here's her at the corn festival. Here's her at the hayride. Here's her. Nobody cares. Daddy's girl, twenty twenty three. All right, that I would pay to see. <laughs> That's different. If a guy's walking around with a shirt that says "Daddy's girl" on it in the first place, I'm totally in. Let alone pictures of a preteen all over the yeah. shirt. I'm like following that guy to jail. I don't know what's going to happen to him, but he's going in for sure. Yeah, end of the year, everything's uh, starting to pop up. I'm watching all these, you know, TV's got the end of the year this, the end of the year that. And I kind of realized how uh, eventless 2023 was, unless you're talking about horrible war. And it really wasn't a year that, that had its... Year of the slap? No, that was last year. The it Chris was, Rock? Was... No, that was, that was 2022. Because they put it on the list. Oh, it's it all the over list. the place. Maybe no, because no it was... Way. No, it was, yeah, it was, la- it was, that was last year. The one-year anniversary of it was this year. And then... Of course, Jada Pinkett Smith is a state. They didn't. There was really no. The submersible, I guess, was a big story for the year. I mean, there wasn't like a lot of. <gasps> Jimmy Buffett died. I mean, that's, that. You know, well, I mean, hey. there were some great things that happened. I mean, <laughs> that's true. It's a good point. Buffett passed away. But really, as I watch these things, they're struggling to find like uh, Taylor Swift. It was the year of Taylor Swift. Everything that everything eventually just went back to selling to Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour. Is it the one billion mark? It's ridiculous. And it's, uh, usurped Elton John's yeah. a couple ah. years ago at nine hundred and seventy nine million, and it's not even done. They mm. said by the time this is done, it's, it's absurd. At two billion, which uh, I don't get it. I just won't. I just don't get it. The record, the it's previous us. record. 
don't get it. But there she is, uh, killing it. And it was the year of Taylor Swift. It was, uh, you know, to me, she's just a really prolific, like, Lisa Loeb. Like, she just writes a bunch of... You say, mm-hmm. you only hear what I want to. Like, there's like 80 of those songs. Like, she's written 80 good little sad lady songs. A couple of catchy little pop songs. Nothing that I'd hang my hat on for a billion dollars. I still don't get it. Also, it's average. It is. Just, it, like, just her. like her. She's medium. Basic bitch. That's a, but whatever. She's killing it. And this is the year of Taylor Swift. She destroyed it. And that was the one thing about all the stuff that they kept saying a year in review. This, that was what came down. And then I saw something on YouTube of what dudes aren't going to tolerate anymore in 2024. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't consulted. Uh, and it, the, my favorite thing was all 13 men interviewed, all 13 asked about what they won't do anymore in 2024. And they, all of them, in certain words, said, chase a woman. We're done. And you got to thank Pornhub for this. Of their, uh, you know, uh, all of them had like uh, different things. So the top things that came up and the things that men won't deal with anymore. And, they, and then later there was a what women won't deal with in 2024, but I won't. Uh, I, I, I didn't care, so I didn't watch that. <laughs> and I was just proud. It was Pornhub. The, the one thing they all said was, we're not chasing them anymore. If you don't give us what we want, we're out. We're not doing the hard to get. Hard to get's over. You guys have changed all the rules on how men can be. You know, we want this, we want that, and we've done all the adapting. And all men were saying, like, just it was the first whispers of we're tired of bending over backwards buying you dinner after dinner and having you play hard to get. Uh, it's not happening. We have Pornhub. We have a, a big right hands, and uh, we're, we're not afraid to use them. And it was awesome because the guys, were they had it. And evidently that's a thing for single men, the, uh, the chase them around deal. And also, I'm not dealing with a crazy girl. I'm going to read those flags. Like if you even talk that, you know, unresolved issues from your ex- Put them in a bag and throw them in the river because I'm not listening to it. I'm like, well, I have trust issues. Bye. I'm not, and, and I was proud to see it. Dudes weren't there to fix anybody anymore. And ladies, that's the thing for you, too. But it was, it was great to see that uh, Pornhub has changed the male mind into going, look, if I haven't bagged you after a date, there isn't going to be a second one. So let's not play this whole, maybe next time. Nope. The porn generation is alive. I told a girl years ago, I got another one, another email. This is my last week teaching, too. I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I might be list- not listening as much anymore because I have to work from home, and I start at 8.30. I work at Avnet as a sales associate. Tell the parents of teenagers that they suck, and if they, uh, they don't leave educators to discipline their rat kids. Thanks for nothing, signed Mr. Castillo. Good for you. Welcome to the Big Red Fred Movement. Quitting teachers, I'm so damn proud of you. Sorry, where was I? What was I talking about? You're talking about the porn industry. Oh yeah, how porn has uh, has captured the minds and hearts of all men. And 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 I, I talked to a girl. I remember this was in the '90s, and she said, "Here's my rules. First off, we're not having sex until someone says I love you, and you Goodbye. don't get a BJ until at least we live together." Goodbye. And I said, "Guess what? You're going to be." What, happy? I'm like, no, alone for a long, long time. If you're going to hold out and hostage negotiate sex acts with a guy, all he's hearing is, I don't like you that much. Or, you know, it's quid pro quo with BJs. It's not happening. Uh, fast forward uh, to today. Never been married. Mean. And I told her last time I saw her, it was about six years ago, I'm like, it's that blowjob rule. 
I said, you ever get married? No, I can't find a guy. I'm like, hey, no, it's that it, stupid rule you have about got to live together before the dude starts to, you got to, it's a new generation here. He didn't need that. I ran into a girl that had that policy that nothing happens to I love you. Yeah. And <laughs> five minutes later, I told her I, I love you her. so much. Yeah. I've never loved ah. anyone in my life more than you. How are we doing? <laughs> and, next, and then uh, five minutes later, I was taking a <laughs> on her chest. Things just aren't working out. I got to tell you, the girl like that, she, if you tell her you love her and she falls for it right away, you will take <laughs> on that girl. And, uh, 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 you really do love me. Yeah. Oof. You need to clean up. But yeah, that policy's over. And that, that generation is dead. And I loved it. I loved reading about it. I love that men aren't afraid to say it. It's time for a men. It's our turn, as Susan says down the hall, to start saying, all right. The the chase and wooing, those days are over. It's a new world. The tease is miserable. The, we got to just give it up, for God's sakes. Uh, I don't know how that works. I think guys will still be doing the flowers and the dating. Yeah. But still, we said it. It's out there, and it was in print. It was a video. These dudes had their faces on this thing, too. I said, how do you feel about dating in 2024? I'm done chasing. I'm done with it. I want to find somebody that... Because everybody's in such a... A hurry, you know. I wonder what the new uh, version of that is of like giving flowers or, you know, the wooing. How much that's changed with that with the generation that's coming up. Uh, That's a good question. I think it's all internet now. I think it's all yeah. You start, you have all your dates on the internet, and then you meet for the first time, and then you start sweating. I think that's it. I say start humping each other. Video games. Yeah, a couple video games. Chill out. A few texts. Dick pick here and there, and then everybody's, uh, all right, that's foreplay. Let's get on it. What's that? Uh, yeah, that's, well, that's. Look for, it up. You, you don't want to look up our version. Your version's better. <laughs> there is some stuff the new generations are coming up with, like, that's good. And women are, I just don't have time for this. And, what, and I think it comes from 40 years of hearing, I don't need a man. I can do this by myself. All right. Well, and I don't need you either. So let's just get what we want out of this and move forward. It's a it's truly a tragedy to kill the art of romance, but you know that's called work. Everybody's got to work. Running around screaming, I don't have any time. Well, neither do I. So I got to plan nights where I'm throwing rose petals all over the hallway and making spaghetti. It's not going to happen. DoorDash, Netflix, banging, get out. Just stick your head in the dryer, and we'll just get <laughs> right, this. We're going to make with. this work out. <laughs> stick your head in. <laughs> Whoever goes headlong in. But it happens, evidently. Every stepsister does it. So, yeah, it was a pretty good. And then all the rest of the stuff was just silly nonsense of, you know, what anyone can do anytime they want. It's like, well, I just, I want to have, you know, it was fantasies. Like, what are they going to do different in 2024? It was learn to fly a plane. I'm like, you're not doing that. Nobody's actually doing that. One or two. AI captured a lot. A lot of advancement over this past year, it seems like. AI is a year old. Yeah. And yeah, it's got everybody's thing. AI, that's probably... That was the thing I handed you oh, over there. What AI is doing now is you can take a picture. Whoa. And then undress a woman. Yeah, AI oh. will... <laughs> Pass that over here, please. <laughs> Wait a it's second. called Nudify or something. Hair in my nose. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, it says Nudify. Apps that use AI to undress women in photos. So you can... You don't even have to take a photo. It can just be a photo online you find, and then AI will undress that woman? Yes. That's awesome. It, you know. Oh, my God. 
So I can be at like uh, Ingo sitting on the patio, and a lady walks by in her workout in her Lululemons, and I'm like, I'd like to see her naked because it's what men do. Yeah, you don't like it, ladies, but that's what our brains do. And you take a photo of that, get a clear enough one, head up nudify. Actually, if you send in one of those live photos, it'll move around, and then it nudifies her. And you never have to worry about, you know, stretch marks or anything else because Nudify is not going to include flaws, right? I, I can't believe it could. Right. It would make it the best possible version I of you. I think so. Well, it's got to be. Unless you got him, you know, the girl that's uh, wearing the half shirt and. Uh, yeah. Her skin's out. Yeah. Well, why are you taking pictures of her if you can see her flaws you before see the, the rest photo? of it? You don't want to. Like, Damn. You know, no. Well, nah, and that would be fun to do to friends is to find. A gigantic girl who's just a, she looks like a strawberry uh, ice cream melting outside of her. Yeah, she's just a pig. And uh, you take a shot of that and then nudify it and send it to Brady. That would be funny. Because, like, look what I saw. Nudify it. How about Geyser? Those guys that are miserably married to some beast, they can make her look like she's got Margot Robbie's body on her. Well, see, so you, like you, you can know? weird science her. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah but this thing, just, this thing just takes strangers and says, eh. Let's cut out the middleman. I never have to take you to dinner. <laughs> and then you. But then, awesome. What happens? You know, those things are out. And they start leaking photos of these naked yeah. people. Oh, like AI. Those, that's the thing that's with AI. Be so messed up. Yeah. And and being that it's its first year, essentially to the public, that's kind of what twenty twenty three might be remembered for. Years from now, which is yeah, that happened. That started back in twenty twenty three. It really didn't take hold of us yet, but in the next few years, it's going to be. A, a major part of our lives. I remember when I first heard the words Twitter, and it was, uh, and it had already been a thing for a little bit, but I wasn't aware of it. And that was when uh, Sully Sullenberger dumped that plane into the river in New York. And I remember them saying, "We have people all over New York City on something called Twitter, filming the news live as it happens." And I said, "Well, there's news. There's the fire all the reporters. We're, we're doing it for them again." I used to complain all the time when the They'd ask, send us your photos when the news would do that. Send us your photos. Send us, do you have any video of this? And I'm like, that's your job. You're the, you're the news. You're out on the streets looking for this stuff. Why am I sending you my work? We'll give you credit. And that's all they'd say. We give you credit on the show. Channel 12 was the worst about it. Send us your pictures of the, and we'll give you credit. I'm like, no, that's called money. That's what you'd pay the AP photographer. You pay me. Easy work. Yeah. Then now we don't have to do it ourselves. But when I saw Twitter, I thought, oh. That thing is going to be how we get news. And actually, at the time, I thought, wonderful. Now it's going to be hard to make it so we don't get the real news. Little did I know it was the reason we don't get any real news at all. I guess the one thing, the redeeming thing on the Nudify app, if you're confused and it's like a celebrity or someone, or yeah. you're, what are you doing? Like That is not me. I did not get naked at Starbucks yeah. Which in really, front of everybody. I'm not walking the airport. <laughs> right. I'm not nude with a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Giving gunny fingers to the TSA agent, uh, which don't do that, by the way. TSA agents hates any gun activity. But the uh, uh, the good thing it's going to be for whoring, men and women. Because who are these pictures in your phone? Oh, that's nudify. Why are you in it? Ah, Brady sends them to me every once in a while. Nudify knows you have a mole on your balls. <laughs> yeah, evidently it does. <laughs> Those aren't real. You got nothing to worry about. You're whoring. Uh, nah, you're crazy. Holmberg's morning, morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. And you just keep dick pics all on your phone. 
It's nudify. I took a picture of my pants and it made a dick. Stop it. The Kaiser helmet? Really? <laughs> right. Why is your thumb in your butt? Why would nudify do that? Ah, it's a funny thing you can add in. It's like a meme. Yeah, it's going to ruin us. All of us will be. There'll be no more. We're going to be so tired of nudity. I don't know what's going on. Well, that new generation, they thought all these porn videos and stuff would make it so the new generation would be sex crazed. They're bored with it. They don't care for they don't like the article said. I'm not working for this. Don't make me work for it's not worth it. Teen pregnancy rates are down. All they don't try anymore because they made it too hard and something else is way too easy. It's like this is better. I don't have to. I don't have to work for this now. Nudify, forget it. Yeah, a couple of the other things on there were were kind of like. Uh, just being fed up with everything. That's basically what it was. They were going to stop being fed up. Everybody in 2023 is like, all right, I'm done being fed up. I'm done chasing everything in my life. It's, and that is kind of a dangerous thing, too. It's either going to be easy or I'm not doing it is kind of the message that the survey said, what's going to be different for you next year? Like, nah, it's not easy. I ain't trying. Starting with women and working my way down to work. But, yeah, great stuff all the way through. And then the, the thing I saw yesterday on the news, which I thought was awesome, is right here in Phoenix, an 89-year-old husband was found dead. No, this isn't the awesome part. Was dead in his home. And then they said his girlfriend, uh, they think she killed him. And she was 52. And I thought, that's... that's 89 and 52. 89 52 is like uh, kind of impressive, right? And then they showed a picture of her, and it was horrifying. Like, this is... This, oh, wow. Yeah, this is, a, Whoa. this is the worst 52 can look. He scored. He did not score. He was 89. I've never said Guilty. this about an 89-year-old guy with a 52-year-old wife, but you could have done better, dude. A lot. You could have gotten better, younger. You could have gotten a better woman in her 80s. She was hearing, you outkicked your coverage yeah. more than he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this your husband? Yeah, that's his old ass. I'm like, man, score. <laughs> you did great. What? Nobody ever tells a 52-year-old that their 89-year-old spouse is a real winner. Everybody assumes something's wrong. In this case, uh, it was... I mean, she looks like most of the pictures of former NFL players that have CTE. Like, right, yeah. that, that's a, It's a bad photo. But then I... Uh, it is a bad photo, and by looking at the photo, like, what are the odds of that guy surviving? <laughs> Very low. Very looking low. At the picture, 89? Like, Hard yeah. is it to kill your 89-year-old spouse? And this is your girlfriend or spouse? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Don't puree the potatoes as much. You're going to kill them. I mean, that's murder. Uh, they found Harold uh, Hostetler. He had some serious injuries, and uh, he passed away. And Harold's 52-year-old wife is named Lawanda. And I realized when I heard it on the news last night that I've never once heard the word Lawanda and then followed up by the great things Lawanda did. Almost always, Lawanda's going to jail. There is very rarely a Lawanda that's like, uh, you know, one of the most prolific... Uh, Charitable person of 2023's name is Lawanda. Almost always, it's a picture of somebody. I think Lawanda is like Jeeves. You name your kid Jeeves, they're going to get into the service industry and become butlers. You name your daughter Lawanda, because the only other Lawanda I knew was the biggest, fattest, like honey boo boo woman ever in my sixth grade, and she ended up going to jail. Uh, years I found out years later, she went to jail for stealing cars. It's the only Lawanda I ever met. And yeah. The only one I knew uh, is Sanford and Son. <laughs> With her name, Lawanda. Lawanda. <laughs> she was she all was over. Horrible person. All over her. Uh, was Fred. Lawanda the one that Wasn't loved that... Fred? Or was that the one that was trying to kill Grady? I don't remember the show, Brady. I have to go back and watch Sanford and Son, but yeah. But Fred not, wanted nothing to do with her. 
Because he knew deep down, Lawanda that to get you in trouble. Or maybe that was her actress name. I don't know. Lawanda Page, eighty nine years old, and you got a fifty two year old wife, and she's the and he wasn't rich. She was the beneficiary. Tough stuff. But now I'm, I'm I, I judge all that stuff. Lawanda's uh, she's going to jail. Uh, there's certain names where you just know it's a you know it's going to be a a woman who lets herself go. Name you have that the you know. There's a few of them out there. A lot of them, actually. Like, usually you're pretty safe with the basics. You start getting into those weird names, and it's, she's going to let herself go name. There's Lawanda. Aunt Esther, that was it. Aunt Esther, yeah. So her real name was Lawanda. Yeah, Yeah, she played a horrible human being. Beautifully. She's still alive. Mm. Aunt Esther can't be alive. There's no way. Uh, 2002, I I was going to say. Fred! Brady remembers that Lawanda from Sanford and Son. Always evil. Yeah, always evil. If, we, if you want an evil character, get a Lawanda. That's just basically how it is. Our Lawanda, it was fifth grade, and then I found out later from someone who, uh, I think she went to Westwood, and she ended up getting into stealing cars and went to jail. Well, it's Westwood. That's right. a rite of passage over And there. also, you don't name a Neither giant. Neither ride to school. Yeah, <laughs> a giant white girl named Lawanda is already confused. Like, that's just. Not going the right direction. For oh, she's a white girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like a, no idea. Like the whitest, like like uh, you know, Dunder Mifflin paper white. She oh, was wow. like one of those pink eyes, but they weren't quite pink. She was borderline fina, but just gargantuan. Fifth grade, and I talked to, and she left school in fifth grade, and everybody remembered her because back then, and this is weird for the kids listening. Back when I went to school, there was only one big kid per class. Now there's only one thin kid per class. It's it's basically made this big switcheroo. It's our time. Yeah, yeah. It's our turn. And then they, you know, evidently the, uh, you know, throw some chicken nuggets at a kid when they're five years old turned into this catastrophe we got. But yeah, so it used to be that the, the everybody who's the fat kid in your school. You remember his name? We had Mac. We had Big Mac, which isn't fair either to have a kid named Mac that turns into a giant. Hey, one guy named Harold. Chris Gilbert was another one who was just gargantuan. And those were the big kids at school. Yeah. That was it. But now, do you have a, did you have a huge one? Charlie Graham, Andrew Ducksworth. Yeah, two giants, yeah. Yeah. I had a big school, too, and we only still only had one real big one. Lawanda was the fifth grader. And she was, you know, was ridiculed and tough, and then she ended up stealing cars. Like, really big cars, I think. Like, probably semi-trucks. Yeah, dualies and things like that. She wasn't getting into, like, uh, SR5s or anything. <laughs> but I don't remember her last name. But she took a... She took a beating for the name, too. Lawanda's were not, uh, like, Esther and stuff. Like you get you, names you know that are going to be like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, what this is not Parents Lawanda. think about I, naming their kids when they're naming them. It's I don't like, know. What the hell? Uh, you got to keep it kind of basic. I mean, if you name a girl like Portia or Cinnamon, she's going to be on <laughs> the pole. She's going to be a stripper. Dakota, I mean, yeah. Portia, Cinnamon. Like, oh, okay. Eh. I know what you're doing here. You're going to name your kid. Stripper names. Yeah. She's she's going to be on a pole. One way or another, she's, she's going to be on a pole. Yeah, that's right. You've never gone to the bank and like done a loan with Dakota. No. Never I, done. I had a Dakota wait on me the other day. I'm yeah. like, come on, what's in the your daytime, real name? Right. In the daytime, she waits on it's you. Like, at, that is. At night, she rocks the pole. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> and they don't even have to be good looking. Dakotas just end up on the pole. Dakota. Uh, you, yeah, it's loads of them. Sapphire? That, oh, yeah. Sapphires? Yeah, my parents named me. All right. Well, what time do you dance? Well, I got to drop the kids off. Cheyenne. Cheyenne is going to the pole. We know these things. 
But like Brunhilda, that was a name that died because everybody who got it ate themselves out of misery and became hot air balloon people. You used never to be met a, a tough Viking at one time, right. and then it was how long that ago was that? Turned. Yeah, and then Hildy's trying to change that. I wonder if Hildy, if her name is actually Brunhilda. Ooh, I, that would be. I'd she would bust the trend, man. Got the name back. Bust it. But be careful if you got a kid coming up in 2024. Name him. Name him proper. And keep in mind, ladies, I don't know what your beef was with 2023, but men are done trying. So <laughs> it's either all or nothing right off the bat. If you ask for uh, pictures of your cans and you're like, we just met. It's like, yeah, I, I got to see what I'm buying here. You very rarely go to the car dealership and, you know, just walk around a few times. And go, I'm not going to actually touch any of them. You got to test drive. You got to test drive a lot. Sometimes multiple ones. You just, you know, I had my eye on it for a little while. You don't woo it. Yeah, I got money in my pocket. It could be yours. That's how it works. And that's evidently how they feel. It is the death of a, a beautiful thing. But, ladies, you kind of did this to yourself, screaming about time and I don't need no man. No men are fighting back. I was proud of these young men. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't have to do anything anymore. But it does, it's going to trickle over into work. I'm not trying next year. It's kind of the prevailing attitude. And I think that's been going on for a while. Get used to that being the norm. Because it's it, they're not showing up anymore. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to be. It, it's gonna it's gonna be on beyond dating. They just want to be at home and beat off. It's idiocracy. Go away, baiting is going to be a phrase you actually hear because people are just going to beat it all the time. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, they were talking about it last week too. That a lot of these companies, once they got a taste of being able to work at home, and now the companies, yeah. a lot of them want them to come back. They ain't coming not back. happening. Yeah, because they all moved away. Like San Francisco's big problem is everybody. It's too expensive to live there. And they said, okay, we can all work remotely. They left. You know, like, where did everybody back to the office? It's like, you don't understand. I live in Idaho now. I, I can't come back to the office. Two days a week? Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, we have it here. I don't really want to work all five days. I'll do two days at home. What? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm old school. I think you should show up. But, but, I think it's some jobs that, I, you know, that job I, i'd probably do that too if i had an option stay at home and i wouldn't as long as you're you know some jobs i understand but the key is as long as you're producing to me the home and work have got to be two different places you need a decompression drive or walk or something if you're working from home it becomes your work there's nothing fun about that so yeah and there's you know i've uh, got a couple of friends who are like i gotta go in i yeah rather I'm, go in that would be me if i it drives me nuts being at home all yeah, day. I can't. I don't want to do that. And then, and then work ends. You're never. Your office is always there. Could you imagine living here? Any problem that would come up, you'd just start working again. You can't do it. It's crazy. So, 2024 is upon us, and we're going to phone it in this week and get the hell out of here. This is our best week. Uh, give us a, a, another glorious wake up song. Five eight five ninety eight hundred. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. 98. 